Welcome to Dig Deeper with Denny and... Yay! JD! Hello, Milo. Hello, my baby girl. How are you? Good. Sipping my tea. I feel like I haven't seen your day today. I know. How crazy has it been? It's been a very, very busy day. Do you have some activities for us? <laughs> yes, I do. Um, so... Today, we're going to do um, this really fun game that was actually recommended by one of my friends in Canada, Steph. Hey, Steph. Um, well, before we say it's really fun, we haven't actually done it. We assume it's going to be a bit of fun. Well, she said it's fun and I trust her, so mm-hmm. I think it'll be fun. Um, so the game is called Convo and Chill. And it's just basically like a deck of cards and you pick card. You can play it with a group or whatever. It's like the other card game. What's the other one? Um, there's another version of it. Uh, oh, think. cards of against humanity. Yeah, cards. Of, it's like it's like that, but the questions are a bit more deliberate and a bit more current. Um, yeah, a bit more current as well. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so we ordered the the game online, but because they're coming from Canada, we're actually waiting on them. But in the meantime, we got some sample questions to start us off. So we're just gonna pick a few of these. Uh, at random and <laughs> and go through them let's go let's hear your thoughts denny sure all right so jade <laughs> so the first one is going in hard so she said <laughs> oh my god that was not even set up by the way that's just my quick brain <laughs> which do you think is worse physical cheating <clears throat> or emotional cheating mm. That's, it's very challenging to answer. Like the first thing I would like to say, honestly, my first thing would be to go to the emotional aspect. Mm-hmm. But f- fuck, they're just as bad as each other, really. But what, well, my thing is like, what is emotional cheating? Like, I think that's very different for different people as well. All right, well, let's do this. Let's say I'm texting someone and I... Like, they're telling me about their day, and I'm like, oh, that's so bad. You know, miss your lights, have a great day, XOXO. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? yeah. How, do you, how would you feel about that? It depends on who the person is. It's a female, someone that you have not met. Well, then, yeah, I guess I probably would be a little bit inquisitive. I'd be a bit worried. Yeah. I I don't know if I classify it as cheating though. You know, like I think Mm. like the question is pretty general, obviously, like for obvious reasons, but I feel like the emotional, like physical cheating. Yes. Like everyone can say like, yes, they would be hurt by that. They would be, but the emotional part. The question is what's worse though, right? Is that what the question was? Yeah. Which do you think is worse? I'm going to say physical Mm -hmm. for me personally. Shit, I want to be really gay and say emotional. <laughs> I think the emotional aspect's worse. Because the physical aspect can come and go, but that emotional aspect, like, it's kind of like that person, if they have cheated on you, has kind of left as well, mm. emotionally, and uh, that can they've left that spiritual connection of, mm. of, like, a relationship. If you're in a really good relationship with someone, whether it be romantic or just platonic, mm-hmm. that that emotional connection is very, very strong, mm. regardless of the, the, you know, the physical impact just makes it 
probably more the physical connection added to the emotion makes it very strong. Yeah. But I feel like it can definitely have a strong emotional question which can impact a relationship. Like yeah. if you're already in one. My my other thought is like, could you can you really have one without the other? Like, can you cheat physically without being emotionally attached to the person that you're having an affair with? Do you know what I mean? Or like or, or or can you be emotionally connected to someone without being physically attracted to them? Like, I don't know. Well, that last part, I know for me, I know for me, if I wasn't physically attracted to someone, I wouldn't have that emotional connection. Like, there has to be, for, for me personally. Right, exactly. There has to be a physical, um, like, stimulant there for me yeah. to initially be attracted to them. The emotional attraction will come with time. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if some yeah. if I don't find someone attractive, I'm not going to put the time into building an emotional <laughs> connection. You know. Yes. So <laughs> if, Fair enough. if there's any ladies out there thinking about me, if you're ugly, you ain't got a chance. <laughs> well, you're married now, Denny. I know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm sure I got some fans out there. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Well, okay. Wait, what's that's what's... A, that's a really tough question, though. It's hard. It's um, really hard when you actually think about it, like. I think it would be obviously it's going to be different for different people. Mm. Um, so you've said physical. So there's no there's no like you know right answer. It really just... well there is a right answer. The answer that I come up with <laughs> in your dreams, Curtis. Um, I have to lean towards emotional cheating. Yeah, all right, that's your verdict. Because I think the thing is right. If you're if you are cheating emotionally or have an emotional connection with someone. It's taken hours and you spent time and hours communicating and connecting with this person. And usually if you're in a relationship already, because the mm-hmm. questions ask if you're cheating, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That means that you've like deferred time from your, your spouse and you're probably sitting at the end of the couch secretly sending texts, probably sending some bullshit Snapchats. Oh, I hurt my arm today, babe. And send a little Snapchat of that bullshit. And that's how it starts. That's That, that to me is... Full-blown cheating, regardless of the physical aspects happening or not. Right. That's just... Okay. The physical aspect from that, I think, is inevitable from the emotional mm. connection, in my opinion. Good argument. I don't know. Hmm. It's not meant to be an argument. It's just... Yeah. You know, if I'm going to break it down... Yeah. Um, Makes sense. Are you, t- are you trying to tell me something, Jade? Are you texting someone? <laughs> no. Not at are all. Are you texting anyone, Jade? No. Go on the record. I'm uh, not texting anyone. That's no. good. I checked your phone, so you're safe. <laughs> so, question number two. Who is your celebrity crush? I know this one. For you. For you or for me? For you. <coughs> so, Denny's... Denny's cele- he, you actually have a few. I fluctuate. Um, and they all, I fluctuate. And, and they all have one thing in common. It depends It depends <laughs> with the, the tides of the moon and stuff. I'm, I fluctuate with the moon. Yeah, but yeah. your two main ones are... Well, since I, like, met you and what I know of you, mm. I don't know about, like, when you were a teenager and stuff, mm-hmm. J-Lo and Beyonce. But J-Lo more so. Look, like, I, I, I tell think, you one thing. Yeah. I fluctuate. So I was <laughs> definitely, definitely into J-Lo as probably in my late teens, early 20s. Definitely would have uh, had a couple of moments with myself and J-Lo 101. Um, in private, of course. Danny! <laughs> Why do you feel like you need to share that? Just to confirm that I did have a crush on her. Okay. Yeah. But that went away when she got married for the fifth time and had kids. My, my whole theory about a celebrity crush, and I fluctuated this 
with time and with age is if they got kids, like there's no point having a celebrity crush on a mum. That's that's for me, you know. Um, same thing with Beyonce when she had Blue. I kind of walked away from that a little bit as well. <laughs> um, but recently, I got back into J Lo a little bit. But again, she's getting up there now. She's mid. Yeah, she's she mid fifties. I can't keep going. She there. looks bloody fantastic. Like even I see pics of J Lo and I'm like, damn, she looks so good. She looks hot. Look, I I she I, looks good. I don't have a firm celebrity crush. Right now. Yeah, right now. Mm. I don't have a firm celebrity crush. Okay. But what do my celebrity crushes have in common since you seem to know, JD? A big ass. Ha! <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> that seems to be the one thing. And that they're they're like brown, you know. Hmm. They're, they're a bit of flavor, eh? Hey? Mm, yeah. A little bit of spice. Yeah. A bit of chocolate. <laughs> um. Yours? Oh, yeah. My celebrity <laughs> crush. I don't really have one right now. But probably my longest celebrity crush that I had was Lewis Hamilton. Mm. Yeah. I used to find him really cute. I don't know. Like, I think he's cute, but I don't think he's, like, I don't, I'm not, like, attracted to him, you know? I'm okay with that one. It's a crush. I'm not not intimidated by Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. If you said someone like The Rock or, like... (laughs) David Beckham. No, hold on. I was going to get back to that. (laughs) David Beckham, you know what? Celebrity He's crush. Your crush. Celebrity crush would have to be David Beckham for me. <laughs> he is like everything I he want to be in a man. You definitely look. You have some. Settle down. There's people listening to this besides my mum, <laughs> and they're gonna be like, "What the fuck is she talking I'm about?" I'm telling you. Okay, so for everyone listening, I trust me. If you look at some photos of Jenny, <laughs> especially if you've got like the glasses on, or you've got like the bean, like you know the the winter gear and stuff, you definitely look like him from certain angles. He is my icon. If if we're fortunate enough to have children, that's <laughs> that's the path I want to go down. I want to be I want to be that type of dad. That's that's the path I want to go down. Right? Yeah, he's pretty cool. Um, but coming back to your celebrity crush, yeah, I'm not intimidated by Lewis. You can have that one. If Lewis comes along, that's fine. Mm. Uh, it doesn't scare me, you know. <laughs> but I think if you had pick someone someone like really hulky and manly for whatever reason, that would I'd find that much more intimidating mm. or much more not intimidating. Yeah, I guess intimidating is a word. That would mm. that would make me feel very self conscious. That would throw you off. Would that it? would make me feel very <laughs> self conscious. I'd probably have to find some steroids and shit if you had if you had a big crush like that. Get on the gains. Oh boy, you've got nothing to worry about, babe. But yes, Beckham so, is outstanding. Yeah, he's pretty good. All right, question number three. So, this one's a tough one. The average cost. Of an engagement ring is five thousand dollars. Well, this one is kind of only for women. Anyway, your fiance spends only two hundred dollars. I can give a male's opinion. Listen to the question. Your fiance spends only two hundred dollars on a ring. Are you okay with this? All right, I'll go first. You go first, yeah. Because I'm I'm the lady. I think I'm you'd be okay with say, it. You'd be okay. I'm going to say no. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. I thought you'd be fine with that. <laughs> if I came to you and gave you one of these latex re- rings that I'm wearing now and said, babe, will you marry me? And I gave you that black latex ring, you would say no? No, I'd say yes. But, but then I would I would expect that like a proper ring would be bought shortly thereafter like that would be my expectation i'll tell you why Hmm. 
So, well, I guess I don't know enough, like, history and stuff about engagement rings and what they represent and blah de blah de blah um, But for me, like, personally, Jade, <laughs> yes. well, for me, it's just about having, like, this is something that you're going to wear for the rest of your life, right? Like, you're getting married. It's something that you're going to have to wear day Latex in, day out. Okay, yeah, but does latex look good with everything? No, it doesn't, mm -hmm. you know? And girls like things that are shiny and sparkly. Like, that's in us. Yeah. And I think we should own it. Like, and, you know, not to say that people who would accept a $200 ring, anything's wrong with that either. Like, everyone is entitled to their own thing, you know? But for me, yeah, I would, you know, I like a bit of bling, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think I would have... Not that I would go comparing like, oh, the average cost is 5000 Oh, he only spent this much, you know. Yeah. But I would like something that I would like mm. and that I really enjoy as well. I'll give you the... I'll give you my opinion as someone who's actually bought two. <laughs> bought two engagement rings. For me... <laughs> for me um, I wanted to buy the most expensive ring I could physically afford. Like, that's right. what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Because it's also... It's Why not, is that, though? It, it, well, it's it's not necessarily a sign of love, but it's also, like, buying something like that's a sense of where you're at as well with yourself and your career. And, um, you know, as a man, it's it's like it's almost like a flex to yourself. Mm. Like, I would, I'd never tell anyone how much I spent on a ring. Yeah. But me knowing what I did spend and if I was like, and if you're thinking about buying an engagement ring, please don't get a loan for an engagement ring, okay? Um, but for me, knowing that I was able to purchase a ring mm. with my work and, and my, Your earnings. my earnings and stuff like that makes me very proud. Mm. So I actually really enjoyed the experience of, of, of doing that, especially yeah. giving you your ring because I was really proud of it yeah. and I wanted you to, and I wanted you to love it as well. Yeah. So when I go into it, I wanted, I actually really wanted you to love it. I wanted you to be able to show it off to your friends. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's my thinking when I was making that purchase. Yeah. Like this has to be awesome. And even, even saying that, like if I get the opportunity moving forward and we can upgrade that, like I'd love to be able to do that. Cause that's, it's a, it's, it's just something for me to give to you, you know, it yeah. makes me feel really good about myself as well. Mm. Being able to do that for someone. That's, that's the thing. And I think people like, I think that's a great point. Like, the ring is not just for the woman, mm. you know? It's representative of 100%. the man as well, and it probably means something to to the man as well. You know, it's not just... I know people always say, oh, it's all about the bride and whatever, but it's not, you know? There is, like, that other To be honest, I've well. actually... I've spoken to lots of people and friends about when they're buying their engagement rings. Yeah. But we've always made it about the woman. Yeah. And this is probably the first time when I've broken it down from a male perspective. And mm -hmm. I think if I was to have that conversation with them again, yeah, I think it we'll probably have the similar sort of uh, pattern of, of thinking on it. And it, it is very much about, you know, a bit of, bit of us feeling good about ourselves mm. as well, you know, showing what we can do. Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely a, a pride thing for me. And, mm. I, and I want it to be something that you'd be proud of as well. Oh, I am, babe. Mm. I love my ring. Awesome. My ring is... Hmm. <laughs> okay. Question number four. Are college and university education still worth it? 
That's another tough one. Look, I'm going to defer to you as someone who's <laughs> gone through uni and, and done the masters. No one in my family has ever yeah. gone to uni, so I'll give my thoughts after. Hmm. I would say yes. I still think they're worth it. Now, depending on... I, I, how do I say this? I guess it depends on what you're choosing to study at uni as well. So I think there are some um, careers or, or professions where you probably, you might not need to spend that long at uni to be really good at what you want to do and to progress and, and have a career. I don't know what those professions are. I'm just sort of guessing. Um, but for me personally, um, my my choice of uh, profession and career has definitely paid off. I didn't, I definitely didn't feel that way when I was going through uni. I was like, fuck this. This is too stressful. This is too long. Is this really going to be worth it? I'm spending so much money. I'm having to pay for my way, you know, through uni. I'm really doing it tough. Am I ever going to be able to A, make this money back so I can pay off all the credit card debt and loans and everything that I've got? And B, am I going to be able to make good money after that? with you know with this degree and i think that's something that probably goes through a lot of people so for minds. you it's a practical decision yeah yeah definitely well that's how i thought about it at the time mm. <laughs> what do you think about it now though now that you've gone through that Is um it... look to be honest do you now, still want it to be practical like if your kids now go that I've, now that i've gone through my degree of studying biostatistics i probably use it like the theoretical, like everything that I actually learned in university in my day-to-day -day job, maybe like 20% of the time. Mm. So experience, which I guess is the other side of the argument, which is like, you don't need to go to uni, you just need experience, you need, you know, yeah, you, like you might need some theoretical help, but um, yeah, I guess that's still, that 80% is still majority But experience. you doing your masters and stuff gave you the path to actually advancing your career quite fast as well so yes. you couldn't have got the experience that you got to without having that degree and giving yourself an opportunity to get in so yeah but i on the flip side as well i also had to spend i also left university with a master's mm. but then still had to take an entry-level job mm. for many years do you know what i mean yeah. like so it's sort of that accelerated progression of like fuck yeah like now it's paying off didn't come for a while yet you know so I would say in general, it's still worth it. That would be my argument. I've got, I a, say it's still worth I've it. got a different perspective on it since speaking to your mom, actually, and everything that's going on in the world with um, at the moment, especially in terms of the gap, the financial gap between the people that have a, uh, have a great income and those that don't. Um, for me, for a long time, if you had asked me the question, I would have said no. Mm. just because of my own experience. <clears throat> like I said, no one in my family's gone to uni. I was the first person to successfully pass high school <laughs> all the way through. Um, I think my mum did finish high school eventually, like once she had a couple of babies. Um, but for me, the first part of this is I would, the uni degree has to be practical. The degree has to get them somewhere. But further to that, I see further education as another widening of that gap you know like going to university and getting a great degree is also 
only achieved by a very small percentage. So I feel like by completing a university degree, it's almost like uh, I feel like it's a it's like a it's something of the elite almost. You know what I mean? Like mm. I know you can get through there with like hex and shit like that. I get that, but I still think further edu- education is very very important, mm-hmm. and more so. Like I think it's something that. Um, you know, depending on the job that you want, high society, high society values and expects. Mm. So if you want your children to progress and get further, you probably need them to go to better schools. You probably need them to get uni degrees because mm. it's also about the people they meet along those paths and those connections that they make. You know, having a degree is one thing, but it's also the opportunity to to meet people. Yeah, in, the in, social in, aspect. Yeah, in a, in those similar fields as well, and the people that you meet along that journey. Yeah. You know, getting a job is usually who you know, not what you know. Yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know, again, it's a really tough one because I feel like that is kind of changing a little bit. You know, you do have a lot of techie, young mm-hmm. guys yeah. starting up these true, true. these really big companies who have chosen not to go to university. They've sell, they're self-taught, you know, um, and they come up with these fantastic ideas and they do really well for themselves and they and they and they change the way that we do things you know and there are, and and I do agree that yes those stories are probably far and few between and they're quite rare and those people still had to work really hard um but I think you know there's two ways to do everything you know I I think we get fed that that, that story about the person who's dropped out becoming a millionaire too <laughs> yeah. often like for every one of those people that have dropped out of school and become a multimillionaire, yeah. there's probably another thousand who went through university and all that kind of stuff and have had that elite education who have mm-hmm. become millionaires as well. There's probably way more than them than... than Do the, you think? Yeah, than the people that have dropped out of school and become a millionaire. <laughs> we just happen to hear that more in the media. So, so mm. the media is selling us, I feel, we're getting sold this bullshit story that anyone can make it, which... Eh, it's kind of true, but you can't make it without certain structures and certain supports. Yeah. Like even for us, and like you had a lot of support from your mum. Yeah. I had a lot of support from my family, my yeah. parents in particular. Yeah. I think it's a myth that a anyone can make it. Okay, and I think it's a myth that all these people dropping out of school uh, become millionaires. We're hearing about certain very limited examples, mm. and I think there's more people becoming millionaires through the path of going to uni, getting a degree and progressing their careers that way. Mm. I think there's much more of those people than there is of the dro- <laughs> high school dropouts becoming millionaires. That's what yeah. I think. And I think we're, we're just, you know, we get fed stories. So we think anyone be- can, can become a dropout millionaire, which is, is not true. I guarantee there's more dropouts that are not millionaires mm. than there I are millionaires. I do think though, if as long as you put your mind to something, you can do what you want to do. It is possible to make it. Like, I do think that. I agree. Yeah. But it's less possible. <laughs> the, the chances are that it's more stacked against you, right? Oh, of yeah, course. Absolutely. It. But not right. that it's impossible. So my view yeah. of further education and coming back to finance stuff, we're going to have someone on to talk about that soon, which will be fun about socialism, capitalism, so that'll be cool. But coming back to further education, I think it's going to help you. It's going to give you a better path towards achieving mm. your goals than dropping out of school does. Mm-hmm. Yes, you still got to make the chance and you still got to hustle, but I think going down that path gives you a better chance of success. Okay. That's my theory. My, and this is only your very opinion. new. This is only very recent. 
But I okay. think the, the dropout becoming a millionaire is rare. Very rare. The uni degree getting a millionaire is not rare. <laughs> All right. All right, last question. <clears throat> How important are your parents' opinions on who you date or marry? Interesting question. Would you like me to lead this one, JD? Go for it. Look, it's hard for me because my parents are always so supportive that I know I've dated some some really, really bad people, but they've always just been so encouraging. And so for, for me, this is a very personal take on this question. For me, I want my parents to be proud of me, but I couldn't hold a lot of stock on their full opinion of it because they are so just caring to people. Um, but if my parents did really hate someone, they would tell me. <laughs> they would. They would say it. They don't like him. But at the end of the day, would that have an impact on my decision moving forward? Yeah. I'd have to say no. Wow. Yeah, look, I, I, I would listen to their opinion. Mm-hmm. And I'll definitely take their thoughts on and try and analyze the relationship and see what they're saying. And am yeah. I seeing the same stuff? Um, and they've been married for like, like 25 years, 30 years. So they would understand a relationship and people. Um, I would take their advice on, but it wouldn't be the it wouldn't be the decider for me. No. Wow! Very mm. confident answer. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. So I guess, well, it says parents, but I think only my mom's opinion would really matter mm-hmm. um, to me. And the same as you, kind of. I mean, she's so supportive and so encouraging. Like, you know, I I don't, I can't ever see her. I, I don't even think if my mom didn't like someone that I was dating. Mm. Actually, that's a lie. That's a <laughs> lie. She has definitely She's gonna said... She's going to be saying, excuse me. <laughs> she has definitely in the past said, Jade, that one is... You know, she, she tells me if she feels something strong. Mm. But she won't say, I hate that person or whatever. She, she She's very careful about how she does it. You know, so it's like, I don't have a good feeling or, you know, something like that. Um... Yeah, but I don't know if... I, I don't know if her opinion would... St- Stop me from like if my mom said, "Oh, I don't like Denny," mm-hmm. which would never happen. Of course but, like, not. Look at me, I'm outstanding. <laughs> but if she did, I don't think it would stop me. David Beckham. I don't think it would. Like I think when you're in love with someone, like you're you 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 know, and 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 when you know that you really want to be with someone, like nothing really holds you back from that. Even if you do hold mm. your parents' opinion on a really high pedestal. I tell you, you know? what would have been a deal breaker for me. If you were unable to get on with my family. Because my family is super easy to get on with. Mm. So if you went relaxed and cordial and just having a laugh with them and very uptight, yeah. that that would be like, eh, I would hate that. <laughs> and the relationship would end there. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be for me. That would so, be that, That's a deal breaker though. Right. Mm. Well, their opinion... Their opinion is important, but it wouldn't be the it wouldn't be the definitive the answer for me. Yeah. yeah. If they said yeah. I don't like Jade, yeah. I'd say thank you for your opinion. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it'd make it harder to have a relationship with them because they hate my wife. But yeah, you know, of course. Yeah. Yeah, that's but, the thing. Hey, it can get pretty messy. It depends on your parents. Like my parents are just 
very supportive, too supportive. They make mm. me think I can do anything. Yeah. Which <laughs> is weird, right? But it's awesome as well. Sometimes, no, they're, sometimes they're too supportive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, can, you can play cricket for Australia. I'm 27, never played <laughs> cricket before in my life, you know? Like, it's kind of like that sometimes. <laughs> can I ask oh. a question, though? Yeah. Can, can you be too supportive of, of, of your child? Because sometimes I, I think back at my childhood and my parents and they've always been so super supportive of me. And that's like, that's groomed a lot of my confidence and a lot of my, my go-to ability and just to get shit done. Mm-hmm. But can it be too much for some people? Can some people think, oh, you know, if they, if they get in, too much confidence instilled in them, they can just do anything and be a loser? I don't know. Is it bad to have to give some too much confidence? I'm, I'm not sure. Mm. I don't know. It's. I don't know. It's hard because the opposite of not giving your kid confidence is telling them, no, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's definitely balance. There has to be balance. And if my parents are listening to this, I appreciate what you've done, by the way. I'm not not (laughs) negging that. I'm just talking. So exactly as how my mom told a story the other day, which was that when I left, uh, when I finished high school, I told her I wasn't actually going to university. Mm. I said to her, I'm not going to uni. I'm going to do a six weeks real estate course. Oh, that's right. Right? And instead oh, this is a of, great story, yes. Instead <laughs> of being supportive as she would. Or unsupportive. Or rather. unsupportive. She very carefully, now that I'm an adult and this is like 15 years later, she tells me that she um, got my uncle, Uncle Robin, to get me my first job at a real estate uh, office. And the, the owner of that office actually encouraged me. He was the one who, who talked me up and talked me into going to university. So I guess she had like an ulterior motive of, you know, well, hanging out with these people, she'll get some, some better insight. My memory of that story no. <laughs> was that she actually told your uncle to tell him to say that to you oh really yeah oh i don't know yeah like she knew she couldn't get through to you i don't don't know if she if she told them to tell me that but i think she was banking on it like she was hoping for it all right anyway i apologize we've deferred last question last question Question should your partner be allowed to go through your phone I took the last one, JD. Oh, come on. Hey, also, these are some great questions. If anyone is in a relationship about to start, you should ask this shit very early on. <laughs> Clarify this stuff so that there are no surprises. Okay. I don't have a problem with you going through my phone. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything to hide. Personally, I don't feel a need to go through your phone. It's not something that crosses my mind, like, we trust each other. I don't feel that. I don't have that urge, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I have had that urge in the past, though, in other relationships. Um, but, yeah, I don't have it here. So, it's not really something that comes across my mind. And and if it is a thing, like, if, it, if that was something that was really important to you because of your experiences in the past, I would be happy with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say, yeah, sure. Um, I think it's a pretty easy answer. Mm. Yes. Um, however, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be something that's seen as a chore. Like, all right, six o'clock, let's check in now. Let me see your phone. Like, I'd never want it to be like that. Yeah. It needs to be something that's very organic and very natural, so it doesn't impact the flow of the relationship. Like, how do you do that organically and naturally, though? It's trust. 
It's just trust. You know my code, I know your code. If we ever did mm. have concerns, we could pick it up and look. Right. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But where, it gets, where you can lose that and you can actually lose trust in someone is that if they just feel like you're constantly just checking up on them for no reason to have, mm. like, to control them, um, then people would sort of shy away from that. But because you and I are both so open, we're just like, yeah, look at my yeah. phone. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, we're not really hiding from that. Yeah. Um, nor do we put pressure on each other to show each other's our phones. Correct. Like, if you put pressure on me that you have to look at my phone every day or whatever, that would just cause me anxiety mm. and that would push me further away from you. Yeah. I would think she doesn't trust me. She doesn't love me. Yeah. Like, what else can I do? I tell her I love her. I show her my actions. <laughs> I show her my words. And for me, that would be very um, that would be very negative in our relationship. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it. I don't. Hmm. Maybe we don't have enough experience on this one, babe. Uh, no. <laughs> I have plenty of experience oh, on this one. Oh, do you? Yeah. That's how, that's how I found out the last one was fucking an asshole. Anyway. <laughs> Danny. Oh it's God. true, though. Right? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, Look, yeah. our phones are our lives now. Our phones are our lives now. It's, it's, that's true. It's where, it's where our public, our private, everything is, is there. You it's know? an extension of us, yeah, it's of your, who we are. It's your brain. Think about all your photos and your videos. That's yeah. your memories on your phone. We just can't store that data in our brain, so mm. it's in our phone. Um, so it is definitely an extension of you. And you can yeah. you can tell a lot by a person and how they... You know, if they're very defensive of their phone, I need to tell you something, ladies and gents, there's a reason for it. Yeah. Like if, if Jade asked me for my phone here, here's the phone, Yeah. right? If I don't want Jade to see the phone, oh, what do you need to see my phone for? Can't you do it off yours? <laughs> I'll do it for you. They, these are signals to, to listen for, right? Because if someone's no. defensive, they are hiding shit. In my experience. And I've got a lot of experience mm, in that stuff. That's true. Yeah. Someone's hiding stuff. Well, when we first started dating, you, you saw how I saved uh, people's names in my phone. So when I was single enough, I was using one of those apps. It would be like uh, Rachel Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to know what context I met him in. And if I met him at a bar or something, it would be like, I don't know, uh, give me another name. <laughs> Jessica, Ash. bar, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I had to have context where I met him so I could knew their faces. <laughs> That's I, hilarious. So, I couldn't, so what was I? I think you were just Jade. <laughs> I think I just had you as Jade from the start. Or maybe like Jade Jamaica or something. No, no, no. I think I, I, think I just, because I, no, nah, when I had met you, I was, it was, there wasn't really anything going on. So I was just like, Jade, you know, like, yeah. there wasn't anyone else around. Um, <laughs> but I needed context. I had to, so if I, if I was, I couldn't be a player. Mm. I couldn't do these two, three relationships. I'd get so confused. <laughs> you know how confused I get at the best of times. I'd be so confused. I'd be rocking up at like the bowling place waiting to meet Ashley and Jessica would rock up. We're like, what is going on here? I'd need a PA for my dating life. 100%. Oh, I'd get my so sister funny. to do that. I'd be like, Tony. These are the three girls. <laughs> this is the itinerary. Put them together. Confirm it, everything for me. I, I would need. I need to employ someone for that because I would fuck it up mm. straight away. I'd be terrible. Good to know. Yeah, I wouldn't be good at that. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for yeah. That's thanks for listening to us today, and we hope you found this fun. Outstanding. Thank you, Jade. Thank you, everyone. And stay sharp. <laughs>